Welcome to the Innovate CT Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Innovate CT Podcast. And today's episode features Kate Hayden, Director of Academy Development at NAF. And Kate, thanks for joining us for the podcast. I am happy to be here. Well, we're thrilled. So, and you know, I, when we were setting this podcast up, you know, I, I came across your name through uh, through LinkedIn, through another connection uh, that I was that I was connected with, that mm-hmm. actually worked at a NAP Academy here in Connecticut, and yes. which which is which is which is Pathways Academy of Technology and Design uh, in East Hartford, and I used to be mm-hmm. on their industry advisory board. Fantastic school. Oh, and I didn't know I didn't know that you were an advisory board member. That's I was, fantastic. I was, I was an advisory board member. So awesome. So okay. Their assistant principal, Dr. Jessica Fitzgerald. She made a two-minute Tuesday video, which we do every every week. Uh, and I about, caught it. I did. And, and you saw it about NAP Academies. And then mm-hmm. I thought, you know, what would be really kind of interesting, and I think educational for our Connecticut education community, is to talk with someone from NAP about you know, what is NAP and, you know, how, what does being a NAP Academy mean and things like that. So that's Absolutely. kind of what I want to hear from you today. But before okay. we jump into that, I want to just a little bit about if you could just share with the audience a little bit about, you know, who is Kate? You know, how did you end up in this role with, with NAF, um, which is obviously, you know, a, a nationwide organization? Right. Uh, how did that happen? Like, what, what, what got you to where you are today, you know, working on the, the academy development? Okay. Okay. So I am a recovering CTE teacher. I taught um, family and consumer sciences for 15 years, which was part of the career and technical education system in the state of Oklahoma. And I was never going to leave the classroom. I loved what I did. It was super fun. My kids were awesome. Career development was a big, huge part of what I did. Um, but then we did this amazing thing of launch a NAF Academy at the high school that I was at. It was the Health Sciences Academy. Um, and so I helped, even though I didn't teach in the Health Sciences Academy, because I'm an organized freak. I was the type of person that they asked to come and organize that academy and get it off the ground. So we launched the Health Sciences Academy, recruiting business partners in, developing our program of study, identifying what we needed to do in order to have those really great outcomes for kids, taking advantage of what we already had in the building in the system. Um, And so we did that. And then we also launched the Teacher Preparation Academy, which I did have some pieces of that in place. Um, And I went to work at the district as a district coordinator. So we had 10 academies when I went to work for the district and I supervised all of those. And then one day, NAF shows up for professional development and they asked if I would be interested in um, coming to work for NAF and sharing practice, some of my on the ground organic training. And um, I jumped at the chance. What a great opportunity to come and work with schools all over the country. And so I'm coast to coast. I work with academies as far out west as Seattle, and then of course with the state of Connecticut and academies in Tampa, Florida, and Montgomery County, Maryland. So I'm kind of all over the place. Never know what time zone I'm in, but it's fabulous. I love it. That that must have felt pretty good when when NAP came to you and and recognized you for what you were doing and asked asked, asked you to work for them. That must have been a, a great a great feeling, a sense of accomplishment. Absolutely, yes. I'm I'm uh, privileged and thrilled to work with NAF. It's such an amazing organization and it's so cool. I mean, you know, the organization is fabulous, but really the power is the network, the people out there who are doing this work, 
who have figured some things out and, you know, who have best practices that we can share with everybody else. It's really, it's really cool to be a part of. So thanks, thanks for the intro and the background on, on how you, how you ended up working at NAF. And as I talk to, you know, so many educators across the state of Connecticut, I think you share the same, the same thing that many of them do here is you have a real passion for, for students and, and teaching and learning and, and, you guys, the educators care about their their kids so much. It's just like mm -hmm. it's 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 so awesome like to see that in educator after educator after educator. So mm -hmm. um, you you definitely you definitely share that with them. So so why don't we why don't we pivot a little bit? And I I know about NAP. Obviously, you know about NAP, and a lot of right. probably probably know about NAP. Well, mm -hmm. for those that don't know, for those listening to the podcast that maybe they've heard the heard the acronym but they don't really know what it is. How would you explain it? So NAF um, started in 1982. Um, founder Sandy Weil, in partnership with the New York City Department of Education, started the very first Academy of Finance at John Dewey. Um, and from that first 30 students, it has grown to serving over 100,000 students across the country. Um, we started with Finance Academy because that was Sandy's that was what Sandy Weil was in, um, involved in. And we started with finance and then we grew to include hospitality and tourism academies. And with the 2001 tech boom, we then pulled in the career theme of information technology. And then shortly thereafter was the Academy of Engineering. And then in 2013, we added uh, a different career theme of health, uh, health sciences. And so those were our original um, the original format that we had for career-themed academies across the country, but now we've expanded to approve programs of study that align with the 16 nationally recognized career clusters. And so we have other themed academies that include teacher preparation, as I mentioned before, but we also have like criminal and justice. We've got agriculture academies out in California. We've got transportation and logistics academies um, down in Miami-Dade. So it just depends on what the local economy um, you know, what kind of their pain points are with workforce development, what their needs are, what business partners recognize is a skills gap that, that we need to help fill. And so that's really try, driving a lot of the new academy development that we have. I mean, I, th I love the, you know, like the personalization almost, depending on where you are in the country, on yep. what, what, you know, what the academy focuses on, which I think makes a lot of sense because mm -hmm. some of the examples you gave, the economy varies dramatically from you know say a connecticut to a florida to a california so i think that's great right, right. i i, I well, actually had no, i had no idea that that sandy Weil, who was at one point i believe uh the ceo of citibank started this i right. didn't know that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep fun fact so he he is uh he's an amazing leader um excellent person to share wisdom words of wisdom experience you know, he believes in this work. He it, he stands behind it, and he he's a fabulous leader for all of us. Very very cool. So, it's been actually, actually, the organization's been around for a pretty good amount of time now. Um, it's definitely definitely had some history. How is how is the organization? You know, how do you think it's how do you think it's grown so dramatically? Because you mentioned you're you're in so many different states with so many different academies. Right. Right. How, how is like, how did that happen? Well, so in 1982, we started um, with a very meager staff. I think Bill Taylor, who's our historian, we call um, among NAF, 
um, folks. Um, we started with a very small staff and now we're up to about 70 NAF staff working coast to coast, um, being more deliberate about work within districts and schools and also with corporate engagement and helping connect because we see the power of the public-private partnership. You know, schools cannot do this work all by themselves. We really need community and business leaders to get involved as well. And so we help bridge that gap a little bit. We help schools understand how to communicate, engage business partners, and we help business partners understand how best to engage with schools. Um, in 2012, something really shifted with us in that we started our uh, student certification system. And today we call that NAFTRAC certification. It's industry recognized. And students who earn this certification are eligible for benefits um, uh, and for NAFTRAC certified hiring. And this gives students preferential hiring opportunities with some of our um, national prominent companies. Um, graduates have this opportunity throughout their career. So even though they graduate high school, they're able to connect with business partners as long as they choose to use it. You know, it could be 10, 15, 20 years down the road for them. So that's really changing um, the, the work that we're doing um, and, and opening doors for a lot of students and business partners alike. I, and I think, and one thing that I think makes, makes you really unique is that how much the, you, you value that partnership with with you know business and yes. the, the corporate world and, and small businesses you know all size businesses which is what I, I really experienced uh, when I was a, an advisory board member at Pathways so so thanks thanks for the the history lesson and you know, I think I think it's <laughs> I think that's I think that's important because I think the, the history your your organization has the amount of resources your organization has the amount the amount of students you've you've now impacted i think that's important to recognize because it's a, it's not a small undertaking which is the numbers you just gave me those those are fabulous and you know i think as education obviously education has changed even a lot since you, you were founded in 1982 i think it's, it's really interesting to see how how do we kind of keep up right like how do we how do we keep evolving as educators uh, as an education community to keep up with the demands of what kids need to be successful these days. I think it's, it's only becoming more and more challenging. So I think right. it's just interesting how you guys are doing it. One so of the what, words that we use, I don't mean to interrupt, but one of the words that we use um, around NAF is to be nimble because what we did 30 years ago is definitely not what we're still doing. Some, some of the practices, some of the curriculum, some of those concepts are still in place, but we're preparing our students for jobs that don't even exist yet. And so we have to stay current with industry trends. We have to look at all the opportunities and then give students the, the opportunity themselves to learn all they can about college and opportunities for them um, as they move toward making smarter choices for their future. Yeah, preparing kids for the, for jobs that don't even exist is an interesting interesting challenge. Yeah. Right. So what? So share with our audience. So what exactly? What does it mean to be a NAF Academy? So you know how does it differ? You know if you could share with us how does a NAF Academy differ? from a traditional high school that many of us probably know or, or actually went to growing up? One of the things that I hear uh, directors and teachers um, and academy leaders tell me is that NAF provides them the structure, the guidance, the tools, so that they can provide the best outcomes they can for students. Um, so we're, um, we're a school within a school, a small learning community that fits within the traditional public high school system. Um, you know, it's flexible in design so that you can take what you have existing, tweak it to fit your specific needs, staffing, students, 
you know, uh, industry partners, economic needs, whatever, um, to, to set it up the way it makes sense to you. We've got four pieces of our educational design. One of them is structure. What does it look like? How do students feel like they're a part of something special? How do we integrate curriculum? So if I'm an engineering academy, how are we talking about engineering in my English class? How, how are we applying the math skills from my math class in my engineering academy? You know, connecting dots for students. So it seems more relevant. It is more relevant. It makes more sense to students. Um, another part of our educational design is advisory boards. Again, I said we can't do this work without our business partners. And so, um, you know, teachers, a lot of, you know, I can say this because I'm an old person, an old teacher, but, you know, what I learned in college especially in the IT world, um, is completely different then from what it is today. And so we need those business partners to keep us tuned in to trends and new concepts and new tools and new strategies and whatever else is going on in industry so that our students are prepared for whatever their next is. Um, and then the next element is, um, that we have of our educational design is curriculum. And NAFTRAC certification is one of those things that we're using to help demonstrate college and career readiness, to demonstrate for our CTE students that they're completing their coursework, that they're getting through um, the requirements. And then um, work-based learning is the fourth element, and it's the sweet spot. It's where we make education make sense to students because we bring the world of work into the classroom and we take students out into the world of work where they're given the opportunity to see how this all works together and you know what they're learning in the academy is actually applied in the work in the workplace um, so did I answer your question did I get all of the pieces no, no I kind of yeah, got yeah. on a tangent so okay. no, you, you absolutely did and when I was on the advisory board for pathways the one thing that so that that's obviously one part of one one part of what your 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 model is, and I think what I thought was really just unique about that was how many how many companies you know sent representatives to Pathways for their board meetings, how many companies yep. worked with, then worked with Pathways on the work based learning through internships and I mean the amount of events that Pathways did mm -hmm. in the school with companies, you know, like, you know, all sorts of things, resume reviews, um, inter interview practice, you know, the, they would have companies come in and listen to presentations that kids, that kids had to do for specific classes. So it was the amount of engagement with not only the business, the business, but also I would say the community, I think is great because I think it just kind of brings everyone together for this common good. So I, I really like that. What, um, so, I guess my, my my next logical question that I think a lot of educators listening would probably ask is, okay, this sounds really cool, right? Like this, this sounds fantastic. What does it cost? And how does it actually, like, how do you become an NASA Academy? Is it, is it easy? Is it a really long process? Like, what does that look like? Well, it depends on what you have going already in the building. So if I have an existing CTE program, maybe I already have many of these design elements in place. I already have an advisory board member that's a required component of my CTE program. Maybe I already have business partners that are supporting um, job shadowing and interviews and resume support or whatever. Um, you know, if I've, if I've got an academy, more or less, in place, then we can do what's called a fast track, where we just come in and assess what standards you have in place from our standards of practice that we know lead to good outcomes. And then we can tweak what we need to and move forward um, in, in joining the NAF in the NAF family, as you had said before. Um, for some programs, they really don't have any of those pieces in place. So they really need to start from ground zero. And so 
we call that um, a YOP, a year of planning. And so um, staff come in and they talk to academy leaders, talk to district and uh, district leaders and community leaders to make sure that we've got all the pieces in place that you're ready to start an academy. And um, the, the reason for that is, um, you know, teachers cannot do this work all by themselves. They really need to have the district support. And schools can't do this all by themselves. They really need to have the community and employer business support. And so having all of the players around a table to talk about it and make sure that they're, they're in, that they want to see this happen, um, starts us in our year of planning. And then we just put in place, with the help of NAF and the resources and the standards that we've developed, um, have the, uh, the teams put in place their plan for what the academy is going to look like. Where will it be located? Who's going to be teaching? What are the courses that you're going to be teaching? Who's going to be on your advisory board? How will you recruit advisory board members? Um, what, um, how will you know um, when students are prepared for um, interviews? Um, how will you know when students are prepared for internships? Um, what is your work-based learning plan? How are you going to engage your business partners in the classroom? And all of those pieces that fit into it. That takes about a year, and then we um, graduate those academies at our annual conference and, and give them all a chance to show off all the good work that they've done. Um, and, you know, one, if I can say one more thing, you know, we don't ever really start from scratch because somebody out there has already solved whatever problem it is. You, you had mentioned something about Pathways earlier, and one of my favorite things about them, I, I went into Pathways, and they were doing their portfolio presentations of all the projects the students do every year. So every year, students at Pathways, um, they do a, a, a cross-content project. And so the students were presenting, and they bring business partners in to basically judge the presentations, which gives students an opportunity to practice presentation skills, to showcase what they've learned and what they're doing. And then the seniors talk about what they're going to do next. It's one of the coolest things I've ever seen. And so taking that idea and sharing it with others across the network, they don't have to start from scratch because Pathways has already figured that out. And so they can share, and that's one of the beautiful things I love about the NAF network is they're so easy, they so readily share their ideas and how they manage to do the work that they're doing so that you don't have to start from scratch. Um, so that, that's, that's a really cool part of, of being part of the NAF family. So, and when you and I were talking before we started the podcast, I think that's one of the really huge benefits one of the many benefits that that you actually you know receive from being an app academy and that's you know one of the things that i've been trying to do with my innovate connecticut initiative is is that whole knowledge and best practice sharing across school districts here in the state and that's something that your organization does that nationwide across all your academies yep. which i think is great because i think to your point there's all these you have all these really innovative and passionate educators doing great things across the country, it's it's fantastic to be able to share that with your other academies. So people don't have to go create something from scratch. Right, and, exactly right. And spend, and spend money or spend time on something that's already been created. And then they could just tweak mm -hmm. tweak a little bit to make sure mm -hmm. it's their school and their population. So I think that's great. One of the things that I, I love as an educator, and when I first became a CTE teacher, I was a little bit daunted with the idea of developing an advisory board because I didn't know anything about engaging employers. I didn't know anything about business partners, really how to speak their language even. And one of the things that NAF has is, is a suite of resources just for that. There are sample emails. There are letters that you can use um, and other tools that you can use to talk to business partners about how they can engage with your students. And that is just something I find so valuable that, that so many of my academies 
like to use and take advantage of. So many of our resources are done in, in a format that can be tweaked and, and, and um, branded for your own school and your own academy. And so, um, you know, it makes it more personalized that way. I just think it's, I think it's, it's awesome. So, so one other thing that I think is a, is a, is a big opportunity uh, for, for people to get involved with is I think the academies look for a lot of volunteers to help with the academies, if I'm not mistaken, as well as businesses to help with, 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 with the academy. So how do you get volunteers and businesses involved? Is there, is there, is there, a, is that reach out usually done at the school level? Is that through NAF? How does that work? So most of the volunteers that we have come through our business partners, and it's part of their effort to connect with the community. We do have some uh, community agencies that also support our academies, um, and, and we do bridge that gap a little bit for um, schools, but for the most part, we teach them to fish. We don't fish for them. We give them the tools and resources they need. I don't know everything about the community um, in Hartford or everything about the community in Seattle or, you know, I can't possibly know everything that you guys on the ground would know. So I, I one of the things I do is provide you the resources so that you can go out and find um, those, those volunteers, uh, mentors, and other support people that can come in and work with students. Yeah, no, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. And again, I think the the most powerful thing for, for me as the advisory board member was just to see the impact that this, mm -hmm. on the students of, of the work-based learning and you know their interactions with the, the business community. I thought that was fantastic. And one of the most, um, one of the biggest pieces of the, of the NAF model is that our students have this con uh, continuum of work-based learning experiences that start in ninth grade and it builds in intensity and sophistication as students get older and it culminates in that paid internship. And this is something that we feel really strongly about. It's hard to accomplish, um, but to have a paid internship for a student and to let them get have an opportunity to practice the skills they've been developing in the academy and get paid for their work to be a value to the company is one of the most transformative experiences that a student can have. It, it's, it's something that's awesome that I, that I think um, a lot of our students in um, academies alike talk about it's hard you know it's hard to get to our goal of 100% paid internships but we want every student to have that experience and so we have to keep striving and working toward that goal but it's worth it and I think for, for students I think internships are a great way to figure out what you what you do like and also what you don't like exactly. so no, I, I absolutely mm -hmm. agree I think it's, it's exactly. a fantastic experience especially to, ha to have an internship in high school is mm -hmm. it, I couldn't even imagine that when I was going to high school. So I think that's fantastic. So we'll make sure to to link to the the NAF website, NAF.org, in our in our show description, so all of our okay. uh, audience can go ahead and check that out and learn more about learn more about what you know the organization and you know, how to start an academy and things like that. And then I know you have you you all have uh, different different uh, social media channels as well where you, you post content. So I just want to say thanks again for making time and joining us for the podcast and, and sharing Absolutely. NAF and you know why it would be beneficial for schools to look into it. Well, thank you so much for giving me a chance to talk about it. This is good stuff. It was fantastic. Thank you so much. If you would like to get involved with Innovate CT, please visit our website at www.innovatect.org. There you can find links to our social media. We currently are active on Twitter, Facebook, 
and Instagram, and hope to hear from you soon. Thank you.